From the Los Angeles Times, this is Coronavirus in California. Stories from the front lines. It's Friday, April 10th. Were you able to pay rent on April 1st? What about May? Where will you get the money to pay for food, medications, necessities? What about your neighbors, your family, your friends? Housing affordability is always a huge issue across the state, of course. But now coronavirus is forcing all Californians to ask those questions. They're on the homepage of the LA Tenants Unit, a group devoted to fighting for the rights of renters in Los Angeles. Here, about 63% of Angelinos don't own their own homes. It's one of the highest populations of renters in the United States. Politicians are scrambling to help Californians pay mortgages and rents. But the LA Tenants Union is calling for landlords to forgive all rents for those who can't pay it because of this damn pandemic. The idea might sound radical, but it's a proposal that more and more people across the state not only want to hear about, but would love to see happen. To explain their cause, I'm joined by LA Tenants Union activist Trinidad Ruiz. Blue Shield of California would like to take this moment to thank the mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, daughters, sons, friends, and heroes on the front line. This fight is tough, but so are you. And we're grateful for your courage and your dedication to keeping us all safe and healthy. Thank you. Let me ask you the question your group poses, Trinidad. Were you and your neighbors, family, and friends able to pay rent on April 1st? Well, I'll speak to the building where I live now. We're all organized here. And I checked in with everybody and everyone was able to pay rent this month only because um, our landlord is a small mom and pop owner. They keep rents about 1500 below market rate here in Echo Park. Wow. And so we're able to uh, afford these rents. I mean, I have a two bedroom and I'm, I'm paying 1500 below market rate. But I don't know what this means for next month. I don't know if I'll have a job. So this is where the choice between food and, and medicine and supplies versus rent comes into play. And that's affected tens of thousands of tenants across Los Angeles uh, already with this month. Yeah, what are they telling you about their situation right now? Well, they've, they've lost their jobs. When Mayor Garcetti and Governor Newsom issued stay-at-home orders on March 19th, a lot of places closed. In fact, I was getting a haircut at the time and the place closed right as they were issuing the orders. Um, and wow. all those barbers went home and they have not been working since. And so the Tenants Union launched a campaign called Food, Not Rent, or Comida Si, Renta No. It's a guide that helps tenants kind of work through some of these issues and protect themselves. Because after May 31st, landlords will be able to file evictions, even if they've lost their work due to coronavirus or they've gotten sick from the coronavirus. Yeah, so tell us a story about maybe a family that reflects their struggle to be able to pay the rent right now in this time of coronavirus. There's one tenant that I'm very worried about named Carlos. He is a wife and, and kids, and he was working in a restaurant in downtown. And after the restaurant closed down, uh, he, you know, he was essentially living check to check as a busboy. And he also doesn't have papers. So he's he's terrified. So he's been, you know, asking neighbors for and friends for short loans to be able to pay the rent. And I've, I've asked him that he really needs to think about this because if he's paying the rent, and he's not able to put food on the table without working, you know, what is he going to do? His case is special because he doesn't have papers. So there's an added level of, of terror for him. But there's other stories just like his as well. There are so many in the last, God, in the last three or four days, we, we've gotten hundreds of emails uh, from people who work in the gig economy, from people who work selling um, food out in the uh, street vendors. We've gotten contacted from, every, every, you know, from 
all sort of walks of life in Los Angeles being unable to pay for rent because of the stay-at-home orders. And it's unfair that tenants are forced to stay home, unable to work and unable to pay rent and still be able to be evicted by their landlord. Tenants are coming together. There are some that uh, are helping each other out with delivering food to their neighbors who are elderly. So these are just some of the intense situations that tenants are facing. So what are the right of tenants, uh, especially right now, to stay where they are despite not being able to pay rent? Basically, the stay-at-home orders issued protects tenants uh, until May 31st. There are no lockouts. A landlord cannot file an eviction against you. You, do, you won't get overcharged for any late fees or having extra people in your apartment. But you do need to let your landlord know in written that the coronavirus has affected you so that you can later use that if your landlord decides to take you to court in June as a defense. And that's where you begin to provide proof. You lost your job. You'll have to present that to the court. For now, it's just a temporary stay on evictions. So California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered that statewide ban on evictions caused by coronavirus. And Mayor Eric Garcetti here in Los Angeles announced that landlords can't increase rent on over the half million apartments under the city's rent stabilization programs. So what are your thoughts on their on their measures? You know, the, the, the measures don't go far enough in the crisis we are in now. These orders that they issue would have been great 10 years ago or five years ago to address the housing affordability crisis. And that has resulted in 60,000 homeless in, in Los Angeles alone. And so now we're in a new crisis now with COVID-19. So the governor, he's more responsible in this case. He has more powers as the governor to issue uh, a blanket moratorium on all evictions, no matter what. Our city, local city council members took a vote last week, and we came one vote short from a blanket moratorium on all evictions. You know, I blame council members like, uh, you know, Mitchell Farrell and uh, Council President Nori Martinez for that. Why do you think they were opposed to that? Well, it's interesting. They were more concerned with landlords and they were more concerned that tenants would take advantage of, of the situation by not paying rent and having not being able to be evicted by their landlords. So landlords, they would argue, you know, your group is asking for uh, forgiveness of rent during coronavirus. And those landlords would most likely say that rent forgiveness would bankrupt them, would put them out of business. What would be your response to them? You know, I, I feel a lot for the mom and pop landlords that maybe own one building or two buildings and that are pretty fair to their tenants. You know, I have, I have, I have no sympathy for corporate developers and corporate landlords who are buying up all these buildings and evicting their tenants. But it's much easier for a landlord to find some kind of forgiveness with the bank. You know, we have already seen Governor Newsom issue, a, you know, a waiver of mortgage payments for six months. And in the case of Bank of America, only three months. You know, they're, they're in a much better position. They have equity in their home. But, I, I, you know, I still feel for the small mom and pops, uh, you know, they should be also a part of this uh, rent forgiveness. Yeah, that'd be interesting, actually. A good union of two, what you would think is two completely different sides. I know the LA Tenants Union has waged rent strikes in the past, but I think a lot of folks can't even comprehend of that idea. So talk a little bit about what what a rent strike is and whether they can be successful. Rent strikes have been successful for the Tenants Union. Before the COVID-19 crisis, rent strikes were used as a way for collective bargaining. They're technically not illegal, if a judge rules in favor of the tenant. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so I organized a rent strike at Burlington Building, which is about 200 families. 
What neighborhood? It was here in Westlake. And also the mariachis in, uh, in Boyle Heights as well. Um, so some of those cases went to court. But the conditions of the building were so terrible that the judge ruled in favor of the tenants with the, you know, reduced rents and made their rent strike legal. In the case of Burlington, we went nine cases to court. Six of them we won on the rent strike and three of them we lost. But it's still risky. So eventually the landlord dropped all those cases. Uh, there were some like 80, 90 cases that this, this landlord dropped. And they got to keep six months of rent during that rent strike. In this case, we have something completely different. It's more of an organic rent strike out of necessity. Where yeah. tenants, again, are not paying rent, not because they don't want to, because they have stay-at-home orders. The business isn't closed. There's a complete shutdown. So this is more of an organic thing that's happening. And I think this will only get worse next month. Those who are living check to check in April and, you know, are, are not going to make it this month. They won't be able to pay. And those who have a little bit that are a little more well-to-do and lost their jobs in May won't be able to pay then. So this is only going to increase as, as time goes on. And I don't know that this stay-at-home orders will be done in April, excuse me, in May. So I don't, I don't know how much longer this will go on. This LA Times podcast is presented by Blue Shield of California. The fight is tough, but so are you. Thank you, Frontline. This advertiser has no influence over editorial decisions or content. So for a group like yours, you see an opportunity to be able to help tenants if they do want to do a rent strike. Yes, it, it, this, is, this is the moment where this crisis has exposed how unfair and, and the lack of protections tenants have. This is not a, a legal question. This is a political question. And, and it's, it's, it's a moment that tenants have to ask themselves, I lost my job. I can't pay my rent. Am I entitled to my home? And those tenants who are targeted by corporate developers for evictions are the ones that felt that the most. And usually those are communities that are being gentrified. But now everyone is feeling it. So this is an important moment. And I think we cannot miss this moment. Yeah, I was going to ask you about gentrification. Obviously, housing rates through the roof over the past decade or so, a lot of gentrification in downtown, in the east side, the real east side of L.A. at least. How do you see this coronavirus crisis affecting all of those different housing movements? Well, I think it's just going to supercharge them. Um, Mm. Like I said, we've had uh, hundreds, at least in our local alone, we've had hundreds of emails of tenants who cannot pay their rent. And, you know, we're we're talking a lot of people that work in the gig economy. I mean, just the whole range from working class poor uh, to lower middle class. And so this is just, you know, it's just really supercharged the organizing. And people are waking up like, oh, wait a minute. You know, the the situation here in L.A. is is terrible with rents and, and with the lack of protections for tenants and affordability. You know, things have to change. And it's just things cannot continue the way they are. And the governor and the mayor, local government and state government are only providing solutions that would have worked for the previous crisis of affordability. We need something stronger now, and that's not going to happen without tenants coming together. So right now in your apartment complex, a lot of you are staying at home. What's the mood like? Like, how do you folks interact with each other, if at all, at, at your apartment? 
Well, there's only four units in my building, so we do keep a distance from each other. Um, we do sometimes leave notes on each other's doors or slip them under the door if we want to communicate. Um, we have set up WhatsApp threads in other buildings um, yeah. where there are 12, 20 units, and that way they're all able to communicate with each other. So, the, you know, that's the, those methods of communication between your neighbors is very, very important. So you said earlier, tenants can, especially in Southern California, they could vary wildly from a retiree on the West side to undocumented folks to even hipsters. Do you see this coronavirus crisis uniting these disparate groups under the banner of not being able to pay rent? Yes, absolutely. This is, again, this is a unique opportunity to really build a movement that is just not citywide, but it's statewide. It was already happening before. The groundwork has already been laid out. And, and, and this is the moment to really just capture all that, that angst and all that worry and really put hard questions to people. Did the old system work? How easy it for, is it for you to lose your home? If there is no human right to housing and it's a privilege for you to have your home, then who owns that privilege? So this is an important moment that I think is, is an inflection point for anyone who rents in the city of LA. And it brings everybody together, rich or poor, Uh, black or brown. I mean, this is how we have to see the landscape. Thank you so much for this interview. Absolutely. Thank you, Gustavo. That was Trinidad Ruiz with the LA Tenants Union. And that's it for today's episode of Coronavirus in California, stories from the front lines. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story you want to share with us? Call our hotline at 213-986-5652 and leave us a message. Again, 213-986-5652 or email me gustavo.ariano at latimes.com. This podcast was hosted by me, Gustavo Ariano. Our producers are Paige Heimsen and Stan Lee. Our senior producer is Rena Palta and our executive producer is Abby Fentress-Swanson. Our engineer is Mike Heflin and our original music was composed by Andrew Epen. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple, por favor. Special thanks to Julia Turner, Shelby Grad, Hector Becerra, and Clint Schaff. We hope you're enjoying this podcast created by the journalists at the LA Times. Right now, access to facts has never been more important, and the LA Times is in the business of reporting them. Stay connected and subscribe, because your subscription supports the production of podcasts like this one and our award-winning journalism. Visit latimes.com slash support LA Times to subscribe. Stay safe and see you Monday.